Hello, and welcome to the Run Report for September 22nd, 2022. Do we really have to go through all this again? I was watching the Ken Burns documentary about the Holocaust a few nights ago on PBS. He covered a lot of territory from the rise of Nazism to the persecution of the Jews to the expansion of Germany into Austria and Czechoslovakia prior to World War II. They make the startling observation that much of what Hitler did in Germany was copied or emulated from America. Our campaign of genocide against the native people who inhabited this land, our expansion from the East Coast to the West, Manifest Destiny, we called it, so we could build a great nation. Even the anti-Semitism of the early 20th century, which I didn't even know about. Yes, Jews were denigrated in this country, at least those trying to immigrate here from Eastern and Southern Europe. And all the while, people back in Germany in the 20s kept thinking it can't get any worse than this as the Jewish people gradually lost their rights. But it did. It did keep getting worse. It ended up in death camps for millions of people. And not just Jews, it was gypsies, communists, disabled people, homosexuals, pacifists, criminals, and whoever else was thought to be polluting the purity of the Aryan race. White Northern European Protestants, in other words. The sad and shocking truth is that we did the same right here in America. Reference the We Killed Off All the Buffaloes episode from a year ago. Check the link and read all about it. The story of an American genocide. The decimation of the buffalo herds in the 19th century, which were the physical and spiritual sustenance of the Plains Indians. Andrew Jackson evicting tens of thousands of Native Americans from their ancestral lands and sending them across the Mississippi River to Oklahoma, a land they didn't know and weren't prepared to survive in. Thousands died on the journey, 
and the white settlers ended up with the fertile river-bottom farmlands in Alabama and Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, and Tennessee. I'm still mad about it, and I wasn't even there. You can check the maps showing the expansionist policies of Germany compared to the expansionist policies of America in the text version. And now it's happening again. History repeats, right? We've got the Proud Boys and the Patriot Front and other extremist groups who seem to have the tacit approval of a major political figure who controls a major political party. Their subtly racist rhetoric has infected our national politics. Somehow it's now become acceptable to espouse violence in order to further one's political agenda. January 6th, and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene expressing support for assassinating Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are two alarming examples. And what are we to do then? Just watch this cycle repeat all over again? My conclusion is that racial equality and social justice and a stable, peaceful society does not begin in the halls of government. It begins with me and you and how we act and think every day. The smallest acts of kindness can have a monumental effect someone. It can change their life and the life of other people that they meet. I recently volunteered as a soul friend, quote-unquote, at Haven for Hope, the downtown homeless shelter in San Antonio. I now have permission to hang out with the folks in the courtyard and commune. It's quite a community. The stories and interactions that happen there are amazing and powerful. Without compromising the confidentiality agreement with Haven for Hope, I think I can say people's lives get changed just through simple conversation. Mine certainly has. The Caris Collective, check the link, is a collection of caring and compassionate people operating as part of the Sunset Ridge Church. website reads, quote, 
We have a vision to create a community that collectively works toward the flourishing of one another and our neighborhood. Unquote. They happen to be in my neighborhood, so I can brag on them. <laughs> they actively manifest their caring and compassion through a number of projects. Transforming a parking lot into a neighborhood park. Creating a place for shared workspaces. And the Rose Hip Cafe. A place where I hang out and have lots of interesting conversations. By the way, every cafe you walk into, really, has the potential of facilitating a transformative conversation. It was on another PBS show I watched that talked about the history of beer and they made the point that it was in the pubs and cafes of New England that the American Revolution was fomented. People having real conversations. Real conversations are when people talk and listen, where people learn and explore and have fun, when there's a sense of common unity. And this, I think, can change the world. What's your sense of it? I'd really like to know. Do we have to go through all this again? The dumbing down, the castigation, the denigration, the singling out of people who don't have the right to the same privileges that we do? Like transgender or gay people or whoever it might be. I just write this from my own limited perspective about things. I need and want and ask for yours. Maybe you see it differently. I'd love to entertain your comments. And that's the amazing thing about being at Haven for Hope. The people I meet there are not from my socioeconomic, racial, cultural background. The most fun I have is just saying hello to someone, how are you? And initiating a conversation. Often all I have to do is keep my mouth shut and listen, offer an occasional comments. They have so much to say.